0: We're going to do one, two, three, clap. Uh-huh. All right.
1: Yeah. Are you are you good with beats? I know you're white as shit, but like...
0: Oh, I'm definitely white
1: as shit. All right. <laughs> ready? It's going to be one, two, one, two, three, clap. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. <claps> wow, you suck at this.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at it, but, it, you know, we have kind of... I'll just put mine just slightly after yours, and then we'll have it all lined up.
1: Well, let's try again. Okay, we can do that. One, two, three. That was better. Okay, good.
0: And we're back. (laughs) We're back. We're back. We're back finally. We don't really remember when we were last recorded. It was definitely before things got terrible but uh yeah definitely um but yeah back then we were we thought Bernie Sanders had a good shot of winning the nomination for president and then beating Trump you know we were optimistic about our futures you know things were things were good um in a way things were looking up things were looking uh and then and then finally like uh you know What we had worried about this whole time with Trump being president—that something terrible would (laughs) happen—did. Yeah. And there was a plague. There's a plague. Skies are turning red. (laughs) A hundred, like hundred, is it 190 now?
1: Have died. Oh yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't know what the latest numbers are.
0: It's definitely over 180. So we're kind of we're kind of in the middle between 180 and 190. We don't know exactly where that is. But yeah, it will because we get to 190, we just don't, you know, that might be a week from now or like three weeks. No, we're we're
1: not. we're currently at 195,239 according Shit. to worldometers.info.
0: Fuck. I I was I thought we were still under 190. No, know, 100, 195 people have died. We're almost to
1: we're almost to 200,000 yeah, go in USA.
0: The, in the United States. Yeah, I yeah. remember the warning us like three months ago that like we're gonna get to 200,000 it's gonna be crazy and now it's September and we're at 200,000
1: we still have people that are going on about like um saying shit like oh but it's only one percent death rate and it's like if the United States of America if everyone gets infected one percent is three million people
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: almost four million 3.8 or so so so
0: just a quick recap of what's gone on since we last recorded. Uh, and I don't know if we'll ever put that podcast out because like things are just worse and it just wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah,
1: it would be it would actually be very... kind of it would be pretty <laughs> funny to put it out at this point, And it's just like listening to all the sort of optimism and hope that we had yeah,
0: exactly at that moment
1: yeah. and just being like and it, it was literally like maybe a month before um well, I can't say since the shit hit the fan because the shit had has been hitting no, the fan constantly.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 202019 because 2020 as a year has it's already nine months in and it's probably been the worst year that I've uh, been a part of
1: so far. It's yeah, it's definitely the worst yeah. year of my life because we
0: sure. we we had uh, in January like almost World War Three. Because Mm -hmm. we almost went to war with Iran because we we killed a general.
1: Donald Trump got away with um, lying under oath and. Oh yeah, he got impeached. I forgot. He got impeached. Yeah. Um, Yeah, That
0: would be the biggest story of the year. Yeah. That was just in like February, and we forgot about it. Yeah. And then, uh, like, all of Australia caught on fire. Yeah. Um. What? We forget. And we got to get to the big one, but we're not going to get to that one yet. What? There was something else that happened, right? That I forgot about, or is that everything?
1: Uh no, there's no way that's everything because it's con it's constant. Like, no, it's the, been year's, constant this the year's this year the year has
0: been absolute shit. But like, I it's, don't, it's
1: it's it's like it's people bullshit. have been nonstop making the joke that it's that it's like um, everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong, and 2020 is the worst year, and everyone's doing like, you know. It's like, oh, the aliens are waiting for their turn because next yeah. it's going to be sea monsters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to to be honest, though, I think it, you know, in in the grasp of human history, it's probably, you know, not that bad of a year. But uh, for our what we're used to, it's definitely the worst. It's the worst, in yeah. You know, in a in a in a gener- generations, like our parents haven't seen something like this. So.
1: Uh, our parents even our, definitely even have our not.
0: grandparents probably because the Spanish flu was in 1918. But, but even you know World War Two was you know that's a great event like so it yeah so basically uh, this virus is uh, starts up in China in I guess it was November like November November yeah and it didn't really get into the news until around January and yeah the Chinese were really freaking out about
1: it. And
0: So this, inter- is a, this is
1: an interesting point that I saw someone mention on Reddit that I didn't even know, um, surprisingly, was that uh, this is the first time ever that China had canceled the Chinese New Year.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Like, and that was February, maybe, And yeah. so we should have known at that point oh, fucking shit. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, well, and that's, you know, China just had, like, some awesome, like, pool parties, like, millions of people showed up to, but that's something that we can't have because we live in America, and everything we talk about America being all of its uh, discrepancies and problems came came home to roost. Uh, yeah. In, in that we have an inept idiot as a president that doesn't know what he's doing and only cares about his own ego in his own way and we have a
1: malinformed electorate yes
0: at least 30 percent
1: yeah who think that facebook memes are the truth
0: yeah so it's it's bad and now we have to pick between uh uh donald trump and joe biden and uh, you know it's it's great, but we'll get into that later, and we'll talk more about the coronavirus uh, as we go on, because it's obviously going to be an ever-present problem in our society and life. Yeah, the, until we get the rest a vaccine, of the
1: if we even can get if, a, vaccine. Get a so. vaccine. Exactly. It's yeah, it's it's going to like affect every conversation. Like it's, it's going, it's weaves its way into everything. No, of
0: course. Absolutely. And so that uh, it's,
1: everything's going to be told from the lens and context of the Rona till yeah, we're free absolutely. from it, which I don't even know if we ever will be.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. And my hope is that they can at least get therapeutics that <laughs> they can treat it. That's, I'm not even, not even as concerned about the vaccine as I am just about getting like Being able to treat people with it, yeah, um, to make it less deadly. But anyway, uh, there's a massive, there's a, just a summary. There's a massive plague worldwide, and we're the country, you know, maybe besides Brazil that has mishandled it the worst. We have the most cases, uh, and we have the most deaths per uh, hundred thousand. I don't know what the metric is per certain amount of people. Uh, The rest of the world has handled it to a certain extent. It's still and and then we have an impending uh probably global depression that's about to happen right after this. We're just not realizing that it's here yet. Uh, meanwhile, uh California is on fire again, which happens every year now.
1: The fire uh, so... this year is pretty ridiculous. Just to put it in context, the uh was it the Creek fire? Um it is I think currently at one hundred and forty-five thousand acres, which is massive.
0: That's the one near the bay in the barrier.
1: Yeah, that's the one up in the Bay Area. It's not the one close to us in Los Angeles that was started by a gender reveal party. Which yes, at this point in time, we can all officially say fuck anyone that has a gender reveal party party. <laughs> We're done with those. Those are those are canceled. We just, we just have to be done. Yes, gender reveal parties are officially canceled.
0: No, they just. Why do you need one? Like, you don't. You just... have a party and you say we're having a boy, or you be old fashioned and be like, you know, we're not. We're gonna wait until the baby pops out, and then we'll we'll have two names. You know, like I don't know if if you did this as a kid, but like my parents, I think maybe they knew. I don't know, but they waited until the kid was born. And then they had two names and they were going to switch it up. Like I was always told as a kid that my name, if I was a girl would have been Catherine and my sister's names would have been like Timothy.
1: And I don't That's know if, funny. You were,
0: if you had that experience, but that I, that was, always I did not. The,
1: yeah. So, but I'll but definitely the, have to ask my mom and report back on that. Cause that is both, very both, fascinating to me.
0: <laughs> both sisters uh, were, we're going to be Timothy cause obviously this, my first sister was a girl, so then they were like, Well, we could still use Timothy again if, if the next one is a boy.
1: Wow, really, and, uh, really trying yeah, hard there. Larson's. They really wanted
0: <laughs> they really wanted
1: Timothy. Like They really wanted a Timothy. <laughs> I know. They're just really, really obsessed with a Christmas carol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but anyway, so life is shit. Uh Life is just total shit. And, and that brings us, I think, to our first topic, which is we, so I'll preface this the same way that I prefaced it to you in our chats. I'm not an atheist, or sorry, I am an atheist. <laughs> I, I Agnostic atheism, you know, like, I don't know for a fact that no God exists, but I don't believe that one exists no I'm
0: I'm the, I'm the same I would I would even trend back towards agnostic
1: at this point I'm not back even, towards agnostic not all the way atheist? no
0: no I'm yeah I'm an atheist but I'm just not well I'm so not as, I'm not've had I've had, as, I've had to have this debate before,
1: before. <laughs> um, I've had to have this debate before agnostic isn't a claim on its own there's because there's agnostic and gnostic gnostic means that you know the answer agnostic means you don't know the answer so you can't just be you're either an agnostic atheist or a gnostic atheist or an agnostic theist or a gnostic theist so you you can't be just agnostic then
0: then i'm an agnostic atheist there we go cool now that we've established how words work
1: (laughs) which you you know is one of my biggest pet peeves
0: we're gonna constantly do that on this podcast is is Kyle is going to explain to Sam how words work. It's just going to, well, we, it's going to be... We just got
1: to make sure we're on the same page when we're discussing these things. Because if, you know, I'm going agnostic-atheist and you're like, well, I'm just agnostic. And I'm like, well, that's not what I mean. Like, then we're just going to be fucking tripping over each other and it's going to be stupid, so...
0: Well, of course, but... Apologies in I'm,
1: advance for being pedantic, but...
0: <laughs> what my point is, is that I am... I'm not anti-theist anymore. I used to be, but I'm not really right. anymore. I just don't... Like, if you have religion, that's great, man. Good for you. Yeah, just,
1: I, and I think that that's... I think a lot of people, when they break away from religion, they go straight into that, like... Oh, absolutely. It's that. It's that lash-out anger... Because you know, like, it is part of a thing where it's like I've been lied to my whole life. They've been using this to control me. They're telling me not to do this and not to do that, and it's just ruining all blah blah. blah. So you do kind of. It's it's like a rubber band. You snap back the other way, and you go really far, and then you kind of bounce and then bounce, and then eventually you sort of settle, and you're just kind of like, I don't have any problem with people believing whatever they want to believe. It's fine, um, as I say with most things, like. Your beliefs and rights can go as far as you want them. They just end at the moment where you are stepping on someone else's beliefs and rights. And that's it. Yeah,
0: I, I, I generally agree with that. I just yeah. I think uh yeah. But um what we were we were saying about uh So as we were saying, all... Yes, exactly. We
1: don't believe in a God. We don't believe in the religions and I, for one, am, like, pretty much, like, I believe most of the stuff is from science. You know, like, I've seen the evidence. They can present actual evidence. And so even superstitious phenomena, like, I usually almost always will believe that there is a scientific explanation for it. It's a natural occurrence. Um, I don't know if I said this in the chat, but, like, ball lightning is a thing, and it's fucking weird but it is a scientific thing that they can explain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That being said, there are a lot of things happening that align with end-of-times prophecies. (laughs) We've got blood-red skies. We've got, I, I expect somewhere, like boiling waters. You know, like the oceans probably are hot enough to boil in some places. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't
0: we read have read Revelation record. lately, so I don't. I'm not as familiar. I can't remember exactly all the things that go on. There's and so there's, many, and it's there's and the four hor- horsemen of the apocalypse.
1: Four horsemen there's of apocalypse, the apocalypse. There's beasts coming out of the ocean, beasts coming out of the right. earth. Some of them have but then ten heads, like the, some of them have two. Then there's like
0: the false prophet that comes with the beast. And yeah, the beast, and then the beast I mean the biggest the antichrist, right?
1: Yeah, there is a the big thing, the antichrist, and how he comes up in. The main thing is that he starts... Now, this is very important that I'm going to get to a point that will prove how we're wrong, or how they were wrong, at least. Um, the Antichrist comes up. One of the biggest things that is a sign of the Antichrist is that he claims to be the new Savior. Like, not necessarily the new Savior, but the Savior, the re-coming of this of Christ, the next Savior. Um, and it's all false, false prophet. It's all bullshit, and it should be easy to see by people that are true believers and, and true followers of Christ.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: So basically, it would be like a guy going to a church waving around a Bible to make people think that he's religious when he can't even remember the Lord's Prayer, the most recited prayer on in Christianity.
0: Well, AKA and, right, and, and if you look, Donald at, Trump, whole, no. <laughs> No, I absolutely agree. And if you look at Old Testament, you know, prophecy, it's always, you know, there's always not prophecy, but like the prophets that would come to the king and tell him that he was wrong. You know, when David, David kills uh, Bathsheba's husband in the front line and then sleeps with her and then the prophet comes to him and tells him that he's wrong for doing it. And he's like, oh, I messed up. And, you know, speaking of uh, what the Christians call the modern day David, Donald Trump, who I think if I were God, and that to be so presumptuous, but if I was, well, not even God, actually, because he doesn't have any control over this would be the devil, right? So if I were the devil, I and mean, I was, yeah. and I was about to bring about, well, we can get into theological discussions about who's controlling what, but, like, <laughs> if I was the devil, and I was about to bring about the Antichrist, I think Donald Trump would be the Antichrist, because literally he he's going to deceive all these people and like there has to be some deception there and how he's good at that fall fall hook line and sinker for him makes total sense and i've always been uh inspired by the verse that jesus says i think in matthew where he talks about separating the sheep from the goats Hmm. and or or even there's other parables about like how someone will come to him and say, I believe in you, Jesus, you're the one. And he's like, I don't know you. And yeah. that's, I think if you, if you're going to sum up, you know, a lot of evangelical Christianity and modern Christianity and society today, those are those people. And if yeah. Jesus was a real, was real and was coming back, he would, he would cast them out just like the money lenders in the temple. And 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 it's, and I th- yeah, it's and like I the, think,
1: the, the faith without works thing. It's like, you can say you believe in Jesus all you want, but if you're not actually doing the stuff that He said you should be doing, like right. loving your neighbor, not kicking out the poor, the weak, the huddled masses.
0: Well, right, and that's a that's a key theme of, and that's why I'm not as uh, as anti Christianity as I used to be because I think those those themes about helping the poor and you know the. It, it's it's easier for uh a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to go to heaven like that's yeah. a quote in the bible and they yeah. ignore it and it's and there's so much like all of this like uh prosperity theology where it's like Joel Osteen you know oh, there's God. A, we, there's a flood we could in do Houston a whole... and he want yeah but like literally that's like and i don't believe it but if if i did that's what i would want to have. You know, and I, I wouldn't be involved in that. I would go to hell with everybody else. But, like, to know that they were wrong would just make me feel good.
1: Yeah. Um, it would be – because, obviously, like, I just claimed out loud that I don't believe in God, that I am an atheist. So, if the rapture does happen, I'm going to be here. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not but, being taken but along. The, but and, the more and at interesting... that point – but, see, the thing is is that at that point, I'll have to – as a – skeptic i will be like oh there's the proof cool it's real i'm in let's do this like whatever the rules were that i was supposed to abide by now the proof is there that it exists i'll do it and i'll totally be like and i know the whole thing is that oh we gotta have faith but whatever like it's just not how my brain works but
0: (laughs) but if you if you you know growing up with you know going to a christian school and, and experiencing all this stuff like the interesting part of the left behind series and all that stuff was the people that were left behind. Yeah. That was, that was the drama. It wasn't the people that were faithful. They just went up. And I've always, I've always felt that the rapture is a cop out and it's, it's I I don't think it's really that biblically based. And I think it's, no, it's, it's it's totally made up. It's it's like, it's an excuse for evangelicals (laughs) to feel like they're going to be fine. Like, yes. No. like, Like if, you know, if there's a God and he's going to put you through a tribulation, uh, he's going to, like, literally, uh, you know, there's going to be a challenge that's going to be involved in this. And your faith is going to
1: be ch- tr-
0: tested. And, what's and the, I've always...
1: Hold on, it's the, what did you call it? It's the special pleading fallacy where they, they it's basically like, it's all the best Christians are going to be taken to heaven instantly. It's like, but if you didn't get taken, there's a loophole, (laughs) right? There's always a loophole. And
0: that's, and that's the thing with, you know, like, you know, just believe in Jesus and he'll take you back. Like I've always appreciated, uh, at least Christians. And, and so felt that like I'm going to live the best life that I can. And that if God deems me worthy to take with him, like, I will, I will, I will be grateful to that, but I'm not going to assume that he's going to take me to them. Like, and those are the people that I respect that I can't, Yeah. I, I can't like, I can't find fault with them at all. But
1: I think definitely got- the the ones that are like, that think that they're doing everything right and, and that they can't be wrong are the problem. Like they're definitely the problem. Um, the ones that have no introspection whatsoever. That just think like, No, I go to church, I do all this stuff, so fuck immigrants. Fuck black well, people. Like those are the ones that like it's like, no, you're you're doing all the stuff that you're supposed to get right wrong. Like going to church and paying a tithe ain't in the fucking Bible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, and we could we could get into deeper things about
1: the Bible and Whatever. But, but the big I, thing I, is, is, I think it's very interesting that we have l- like a lot of end times signs going on. Like Trump even fits quite a few of the like antichrist check boxes. Um, and of course, like none of the evangelicals that support him are looking at that and thinking, you know, all they're doing is blaming it on Democrats, which is hilarious. Well, and it's if, like
0: if o, if Obama was president, then it would be the end. Oh my God! That's
1: that's he the was difference. the Antichrist the moment he got the Democratic nomination. <laughs> I, I do not like... like
0: Obama either, but Jesus, like, yeah. like, and I, I don't, and it, and it's such a low bar now that like, like, I don't want to, you know, like a competent Republican president would handle things better than this has been handled. Oh, I don't absolutely wanna I don't want to give them credit for that. Like they'd still be doing all kinds of terrible things.
1: And- they, yeah, they definitely would be. but it like, yeah, it's wild. I mean, I, it's just well have, we can do whole things about that. The one thing is that like getting into this, I started looking into a lot of like the Antichrist stuff. And one of the important things is that it said he would only reign for three and a half years. and unfortunately, Trump has crossed that threshold. So Oh,
0: I didn't know that, I forgot about that. Uh Yeah, that's, so that's unfortunately,
1: point. um Well, and and I've always Either the prophecies were wrong or he's not the antichrist. So Well, and
0: I've always talked about uh you know, and I've had these arguments with relatives about the end times because there's rumors of wars and blah 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 all these things that they always quote that Bible verse. Yeah. But things have been quite worse in history before this. And, uh, you know, we've had world wars, like all kinds of things have gone on and now is the time that it's going to happen. Like it's, it's very, uh, it's very pretentious in a lot of like, it's very short sighted in what you see the world and I'm not undermining what's going on. It's terrible, but like, no, to what has gone on in the last years up until this point, there's been much worse things that have gone on. Oh, absolutely. Nothing has happened. And so I don't, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, as much as I like to toy around with the idea of Trump being the Antichrist, because
1: I think that's hilarious. I don't. It's I don't, very hilarious. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not the end of the world. He do, and it's, it's just, it's funny because he does fit like so many of the check boxes, you know, and it's, it's just, and to me, I think it's so funny because of that lack of introspection from the people that are closest to it. You know they should be the ones that are like, hmm, all this idolatry and maybe that's the gold maybe that's cows.
0: <laughs> maybe that's golden calves. Maybe that's yeah. the uh, that's the approach. Is not is not that Trump is bad or Trump does this. It's that Trump is the Antichrist. I think that should that should be what the Democrats go with. I I would just appreciate that. It's just it'd it would be. I think it I would mean, be way way better than Russia Like. Trump is the here. Antichrist because and then, they have cons- to de- then they'd have to defend it and say, you know, it's, it's like LBJ and like, you know, accuse him of being a pig fucker and like, yeah. well, he's not a pig fucker, but and then LBJ famously says, well, let him deny it like that. That would be enjoyable to me. But like it's but that would never happen because, of course, he's Putin's stooge, but yeah. But, but I would, I would appreciate it just being the antichrist, and I'm not saying he's Putin stooge, but I'm just saying that that's their go-to. Yeah, I, I know their go-to mean. is he's Putin stooge. But I would appreciate it if he was actually like, no, Trump is the antichrist. Like that should, just yeah. be like that would. But I mean, know, like if we're talking, that would be about, really interesting.
1: If we're talking about a, an election cycle that's going to involve QAnon conspiracy theories. I don't think claiming that he's the Antichrist is that crazy. <laughs> no, Honestly. but
0: that's what's so interesting about QAnon is that it's, it's a prop. It's a, a conspiracy theory with your guy in power. Like, so it's like he's on the inside working for you versus right. most he, other conspiracy yeah. theories are, he was definitely
1: fucking you over. hanging out with Epstein to bust him a hundred percent. I, yeah, Definitely.
0: My theory, my theory about Trump and Epstein is that he was trying to be with Epstein, but he wasn't cool enough to get in with Epstein, and that's that's sad, probably true. That's the sad fact of it. It's that you know Bill Clinton and all you know
1: definitely. Uh, I mean, Bill Clinton's a cool, smooth operator,
0: right? But you know what's his, Alan Dershowitz? All those guys for sure. But like Trump, I think knew that Epstein sure. was up to something, and was like, "I want to get in on this," but he wasn't in the cool kids club. So he couldn't get in, and so they try to yeah. pin it on him, but he's <laughs> not. And like that was the thing with Jazelle uh, Jazelle Maxwell. Like, is she still alive? I haven't checked in a while. Like, I think yeah, she she's
1: still alive.
0: I, she yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing's we, happened to her we, yet. We wouldn't. No. We would have known. Yeah. 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 Um. But this 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 got really sidetracked compared to like <laughs> we were just gonna talk about like how <laughs> Trump was the Antichrist. <laughs>
1: I mean, I feel like we covered it very well. And, you know, um, I think we can make this into an excellent segue. Are you ready for this segue?
0: I'm ready for – I wanted a segue, man. I really This do. is a great. Are you
1: ready for this segue? I am, yeah. Okay. In our heads, this is all a fantasy, which leads us to our next topic, fantasy oh. football. Oh!
0: <laughs> yeah, except we're not in a fantasy. We're in reality. And, yeah, anyway. But, yes <laughs> – uh, the NFL, which my favorite uh, coronavirus theory is that this was all started by the NFL to destroy the XFL. Oh, God, that's ex-
1: so... I love that conspiracy theory. Which It, it's ex- it warns which ex- me ex- to the core. Which ex- but then ex- Dwayne Johnson doing. bought the XFL. And I think Dwayne Johnson can save the XFL. And I don't think the NFL can stop him because...
0: And he's already gotten coronavirus and survived it, so
1: therefore... Are you kidding me? Like, he's the new Chuck Norris. Like, he got coronavirus, and coronavirus needed a vaccine for him. Like, I... That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of a joke where it's like, the NFL is like scissors and rock beat scissors, but I don't know how to make that joke work. So I'm just going to keep thinking about it until I figure it out. And I'm probably not going to be able to.
0: Well, here's my question. When will the NFL end this year <laughs> prematurely? Or will they just s- struggle through it the whole year?
1: I, So that's, so I think they're going to try to struggle through. Cause did you notice the rules, um, and this brings us to another important topic of football is this season of hard knocks was very fascinating because they spent 90% of it talking about coronavirus, 5% of it talking about black lives matter and 5% of it talking about the new players. I would say That's actually true. maybe two and a half times, two and a half That's- percent of it talking about the new stadium and then two and a half, the remaining two and a half percent was about new players. Well,
0: I found, like, the last couple seasons of Hard Knocks, like, they've really been... Well, and it's going to be hard this year because they're going to cut the new guys because they, they'd they rather have the guys they know because they've only had, like, nine padded practices. Yeah. But, but it's what's hilarious. The last couple years of Hard Knocks, they usually target the, like, the, the undrafted free agents and they, like, you know, they follow them throughout the season. And then at the end of the... You know, it used to be like at the end of the season, there'd be like half of them would get signed with the team and the other half would get cut. And that was the drama. But now yeah. what's kind of sad about Hard Knocks is that everyone they pick gets cut like <laughs> 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 that's two seasons. Like they just like, yeah, we're going to talk to you like we're going to get you cut like this this year, at least. All the guys that got cut got put on the practice squad, which was nice. Yeah, and but that's like, what I was
1: going to bring up because they increase the number of practice squad players because they know they're going to have so many of the other players dropping out. So it's like they, they, they already know they're going to have a problem with this and their plan is to just pad the numbers.
0: No, my, my favorite part of Hard Knocks this year was Sean McVay not wearing his mask. Like mm. literally, he they come into a room to cut everybody, and by the end of the conversation, Sean McVay has his mask off. Like he every just time,
1: he every time keep it on to like to save literally all of his teams lives Like what what what's it lucky was cracking, it- and well so the and the contrast of it being the Chargers coach Anthony Lynn, he was adamant about keeping his mask on and being correct, but he already had it and so he knew it's 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 the common theme in america where it's like unless it's directly affected a person they don't don't take it seriously they don't care they don't take it seriously but he had it and he was taking it very seriously and you could tell and that i think that contrast between the two was maybe the most interesting storyline throughout the season for sure absolutely absolutely even though they didn't really build it up, they could have built it up. They, they could have
0: built it up, but they could have
1: got into that like super deep, and it would have been very interesting. Yeah, because all um, the cuts,
0: all the cuts that happened during the season, like or during during the, well, the last episode, like Sean McVeigh, by the end of the conversation, is has taken his mask off, uh-huh. has sh- shaken their hand. Giving them like the pat on the back, hug. Oh, they were hugging. In. Like, yeah, yeah. And then every and time then, they hugged
1: him at the but, end, I was like, Oh like it, it's weird. It is but, very weird to me now to that one, see people do that.
0: And that one, that linebacker guy who had just gone away for like two hours, and they're like, "We don't know where he is. We got to find him." Like, where was he? Like, but then by contrast,
1: you have Anthony Lynn, uh,
0: like. Basically, he's six feet away from the guy, and he's talking to him. He like, was more Picks. than six feet. He
1: was like, I'm going to sit at my desk, and yeah, you're going to yeah. sit at the couch, and that's 12 feet away, but and we're going to have this conversation. He,
0: he gets up.
1: He's like, put your mask on. He
0: tells the guy to put his mask on. And then he he just, just fist kind of, bumps. And then fist bumps, and he leaves. Like, <laughs> like And I'm sure he
1: probably, like, and they probably cut, but he would, like, fist bump him, and then he was probably, like, use the hand sanitizer on the way out. Like, just because. Yeah. He he know he fucking knew he knew what it was like so
0: and I to be honest I think things I what gives them the benefit of doubt is that I don't know what their testing regime is is it every day or is it every other day every day
1: well so, they don't they don't I don't know if they test they they do the the temperature I don't know if they were doing maybe it's every um, other day I don't know antibody test every day because. I mean, maybe, maybe it was every week. I don't remember. They, they, I think they mentioned it, but by the time they mentioned it, I was so burnt out on them talking about coronavirus that I was just like, oh my God, just someone just break a knee already. Which I felt so bad that that happened to Derwin James. Like, (laughs) yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? It was, I mean, it was so funny because in this last episode, they were like, you know, Derwin James, 33, he's back, he's going to like do everything. And I was like, oh, how good can this guy be? And they're showing him in these practice runs, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's really good!" Yeah, I was like, "The Chargers might have a chance this season." And then like, as soon as I thought that, he gets hit, and he's down, and he's out for the season. I'm like,
0: "Which is classic Chargers." If you're any if you're classic familiar with them. Classic Chargers, if you're familiar with their team at all, that's what happens to them.
1: So, I mean, yeah, and they still have a pretty deep squad. No, I mean I think- he he was he was. Like, literally would have been, if they don't make it to the playoffs this season, it's because they lost him 100%. I will say that. I'll put that on record right now. Money on the table. If they don't make it to the playoffs, everyone's going to be like, their defense couldn't complete. And it going to be because he wasn't there to be that linchpin, mm-hmm. like, keystone part but of that, the defense.
0: One of my favorite parts of the Hard Knocks this year was, like, uh, what's his name, Malcolm... The linebacker guy that's on the team, uh, he's like one of the leaders on the defense. Like great guy. Like he he, he was uh, rapping. Oh, um, not Malcolm. Malcolm? That's
1: not Malcolm. It's a uh, Melvin. Uh, no Ingram. Oh, Melvin Ingram. Right, Melvin Ingram. They have the same
0: yeah. name as Melvin Gordon, who's now yeah, a,
1: which is uh, weird. The the uh, Broncos. I mean, but, I'm, yeah. I, I I thought you know, I was really happy to see like Melvin Ingram was on a holdout but he was still there and like yeah. that speaks a lot about him as a person because last year melvin gordon was on a holdout and he didn't show up he held out for three or four weeks of the regular season to get a better contract and um uh a- ad um he held out two years in a row and this was like the first season that he was actually there through the early practices in three years, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think what's been different this year is that the, the CBA is different. So they can't really hold out as easily as they used to. Yeah. So, so that you've even seen that with, with Mixon and Kamara like holding out, like I think Mixon, I think Kamara was at practice, even though he was technically holding out, and there was some weird shit. But I think he's gonna sign. I don't think there's, he's. Oh yeah, there, there's
1: no way they're gonna let Kamara slide.
0: Well, they can't, they can't really hold out, and the the penalties are much higher, so it's, it's huh. not really conducive anymore. But um no, it's yeah. So, we did get
1: into an interesting thing when they were talking about the, because um, almost all of the rookies that they followed this season made it to the practice squad, and, mm. you know, we were like, oh, like what does that like what does that even mean? So we were looking up like how much they would make, and it's like it's a guaranteed salary, weekly salary, which is cool, um, because the other players. So if you were a star player, you have guaranteed like signing contract money, but you but the rest of your money is like if you don't play that week, you don't get paid. <laughs> but the practice squad gets paid weekly. So <laughs> the practice squad makes it depends because of the new CBA and this is what um when you mentioned that, that's what brought it up in my head. The new one is like if they're um if it's their first time on the practice squad, I think it's like uh, depending on how many years they are in the practice squad, it starts at like eight thousand a week,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which eight thousand a week times seventeen weeks that's about one hundred fifty k. It's not bad to no. play football, and you're on the practice squad, which means that you're not out doing like that means you're getting paid one hundred fifty k to play football and not by any stretch of the means, getting injured the way that, like, a lot of the other players are going to get injured. You know, like, that's pretty nice. I I don't think I would complain. And then the senior vet practice squad guys, if they've been on the practice squad for, like, two or three years, they're going to start out at, like, 12,000 or something like that. So um, if you remember... One of the guys that they followed this whole season, uh, the, Ram, the,
0: the Rams, uh, the cornerback guy, cornerback, yeah. yeah,
1: double D, double D. Um, he's been on the practice squad for like two or three years, so he just got signed to the practice squad. He's going to be making twelve k a week for seventeen weeks, guaranteed that amount every week. That's dope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, That's why I would be... that's
0: why you can drive that Porsche, I guess. Like...
1: Yeah, I would be like, man, I really wish I could have made the team, but at the same time. Still gonna be making bank.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, But yeah, football season starts. Fantasy football season starts. Um,
1: I'm I'm so excited. Today, just to tell you how excited I am, today is Wednesday, September 9th, 9.920. Football starts tomorrow, Thursday night. I just went to Costco and bought a new 50 inch TV, I bought a wall mount with, like, the full motion, like, omnidirectional turning and everything that we're going to put outdoor for the patio because we can't watch the games live, so it's just going to be red zone all season, and we're just going to be having brunch and mimosas and waffles, and it's going to be great. I got a I swimming think, pool. I think, we're going to have a blast.
0: I think we need to incorporate... Uh, Zoom more into football this year,
1: like because we're not going to. be gonna Oh, that out. could be. Like, yeah, I that think could it be fun.
0: Could be fun.
1: Do you like gonna... like Zoom viewing parties.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because that definitely would make it better. It like hey, like the name of the show could be better, and I think exactly like group viewing parties could be super fun. Because obviously, like we're we're going to try to have. A few friends over but we we don't want to have a lot we want to keep it limited no because you got to keep distance you can't have too many people that's when the problems start yeah again, people that you know are, are taking it seriously wearing masks washing their hands stuff like that um but it's you're gonna miss that like Where's the rest of my buds? Where's the guys that have like asthma that definitely don't need to be around all the people? Things like that. So that's a good idea. I, I, uh, good on you there, Sam. What did you, uh, what did you figure out for Red Zone? How are you doing it? Um, I'm not allowed to
0: talk about that. All right. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> I, I need to figure out my solution this year. Oh, I'll, set, I usually, you I'll set you I up. Usually, I usually do uh, Sunday Ticket, but right. since I'm unemployed... I don't, yeah, want, don't to want to be spending like uh, 80 bucks a month. I might want to, but I'm not sure yet. I just, yeah. I,
1: don't, I don't know. If well, it's really I hard. have, I still have, even though I waived my um, season tickets to SoFi stadium. Hold on. Let me just come to terms with that. <laughs> I still have the the private seat license. I'm still technically a premium, member of sofi stadium so i believe i so am entitled can upgrade
0: it in the future what do you mean upgraded oh so you're still you're not a season ticket holder but you can become so there was,
1: the was an option for this season because of the coronavirus to waive this season season tickets mm. with Outside of that, if the coronavirus hadn't happened, I would have to be a season ticket holder. You can't have a uh, the private seat license and not have the season tickets. It, it just doesn't work that way. So I would have had the season tickets. The Sunday I would be at the game. Actually, I probably wouldn't have been. I probably would have sold those tickets because, let's face it, opening day versus Cowboys, I probably could have sold those tickets for bank.
0: yeah because there's a lot of cowboy fans
1: because yeah there's a lot of cowboy fans and if they're still fans of cowboys they're obviously idiots so
0: they're gonna be good this year
1: they're really gonna be <laughs> that's good. A, that's what everyone says every year
0: no i know but they don't and have then, fucking jason garrett anymore as the head coach like, and then, there's they, going to then be they make it to the distinct... playoffs
1: with an eight and eight season <laughs>
0: no they're gonna make it to the playoffs they're gonna lose probably what a to garbage conference
1: what a garbage so, conference! Yes,
0: yeah, they're going to lose to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Then yeah, Aaron I mean, Rodgers they... will lose to whoever's in the championship, and that, then we'll go on. That's what will happen. Two years later, he'll leave, and he'll go to the Patriots and win two Ugh. Super Bowls, and that that'll be it. So that's just that's my my reality as a Packer fan. But you know, that's a you... that's
1: a that's a pretty good prediction. Um... I can't say you're not necessarily wrong. Except, I don't know, because New England is surprisingly pretty cheap mm-hmm. for a team. So I don't know that they would pony up for A.A. Ron.
0: No, maybe maybe the Titans. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Oh, man. I would love to see A.A. Ron at the I, Titans.
0: I I know you would. But uh no it's my my hope as a packer fan is that Rodgers just balls out and they're just like we can't get rid of this guy and they trade Jordan Love to somebody and then we just move on with life.
1: But uh I I'm, I I'm very curious that when they drafted uh that new quarterback I was just like I bet Aaron Rodgers just like lost his shit because he was already being kind of a drama queen the last like two years and then they went and pulled this shit i mean it's crazy like even though he was being a drama queen he got the biggest contract up at that point like
0: yeah yeah i i i don't i i this is my being a packer fan i don't see the whole drama queen air like angle that everyone else sees in the rest of the league if you're not a packer fan you don't see it but uh you see it right I, if I don't really you're a see trump it.
1: supporter you don't realize he's the antichrist it's the same thing
0: fair enough fair enough but <laughs> but like i i don't know like i that's I called was a watching. callback <laughs> I, I was watching the pat mcafee show during the draft and rogers came on and you know he he talks He's good friends with Pat McAfee, so he he was on for the draft. He's like, "Yeah, I'm hoping we'll get like some wide receivers or so on and so forth." I'm really excited about this draft. And then he he logs off, and then the the pick comes, and they draft Jordan. They trade up to draft Jordan Love, and you know everybody's freaking out on the on the on the feed. And they're like, "We're not going to call Aaron Rodgers back right now because we don't think it's a good idea. Like <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna respect his." Uh, his uh privacy because like to be honest i would be freaking out and i don't want to put him in that kind of position
1: (laughs) yeah i mean you don't you definitely don't want to call someone on zoom when they're in the middle of like a probably expletive filled but but like
0: it's, (laughs) it's weird because he did the same thing to brett Favre. So it's it's kind of like this thing where he
1: has to experience yeah, the same thing. Yeah, but at the same time, well... Okay, so it could be debated that when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, Favre was on a downslope.
0: Well, it could, it could be argued that at the time, he was the best player available, and they took the best player available. That's what happened with Rodgers. With yeah. Jordan Love they wanted jordan love and traded up to get him that's different
1: so, yeah i mean it, it definitely could be a uh you know just looking to the future kind of a thing the green bay is at least as far as most teams go they're very loyal to their players which i respect i think it's really cool uh, i don't know i don't know about that like i mean I, come on you forgave brett Favre for going to the vikings didn't you don't lie to me i know you did that i did Brett yeah, Favre is the greatest
0: quarterback of all time. I'm, I'm sorry, you I'm going to say are... this right now. Okay, he is he is the greatest quarterback of all time. I wish we had yes. a time
1: machine that we could go back in time to when he went to the Vikings and hear the language you used against Brett Favre. I wasn't at mad that about it at all. No. I was. <laughs> oh, no, don't I mean, lie to me. There's No, no way. I'm either. not
0: lying to you. I was living in Minneapolis, and the, you know most of my football friends are Vikings fans, so I. I was living in Minneapolis going to
1: school when Brett You celebrated Favre. for them.
0: It actually, actually Sam, reinvigorated. Sam, you're just such a good no, person. No, no, no. It actually reinvigorated my interest in football when Favre went to, uh, to Minnesota. Because at a certain point, I was a big Packer fan. You know, 96, 97 is when they went to the Super Bowl. Like, I was, I was 12 years old. Like, it was perfect. I re- I remember that distinct moment when my dad was like, and "This isn't even a memory; it's just a memory that I think I have." But I remember <laughs> him coming. It's it's associated with a poster, which it wouldn't. But I, I remember my dad coming in and be like, "Yeah, you should be a Packer fan." I'm like, "Yeah," because my dad, when he was a kid, was when you know Lombardi was there and it was you know the greatest team of all time, and all that stuff. And then I as as a kid. When I was at his, the same age he was, like I got to experience the Packers like winning a Super Bowl, and that was awesome. And yeah. fuck John Elway, but like, it's it's uh... you
1: can't say fuck John Elway. John no, Elway's a great guy. Come on, no he's
0: on. not. No he's not. He he turned down whoever was guy. the guy that drafted him. Was like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be on this team. I'm going to the Broncos. Whatever. Like, but but you know and he's an un- he's an overrated gm for the broncos but my point is is that you know that i got to experience that as a kid and it was great and then i think you know i went you know they they were almost there in the the 2000s and then i went to to college and i was interested in girls and i didn't want to be like oh i'm into football like it was kind of like i was in art school and i didn't want to like be associated with that kind of thing which is stupid, but it was what yeah, I was... I'm very stupid. Yes. But like you're in art school, you don't want to be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm into football. Like you want to, you have a different angle. Um, but but Not when the angle far I had to go for an art school,
1: but I know
0: I, th- that would have been the better angle to go for was to just be big into sports. But, yeah. um, the, the point is, is when he went to the Vikings, I actually, you know, I was I was rooting for them. I wanted them to win a Super Bowl because I wanted Brett Favre to win another Super Bowl because to you know that was the that was the split for me it was that yes I was a Packer fan, but like if I look back at why I am a Packer fan, part of that is due to Brett Favre. So I couldn't like there wasn't so much dissonance. I was like, "No, I'm I'm for Brett Favre. I'll see what he does."
1: Well, and you're just a much, much, much better person than most other Packers fans that I've met because I had a friend, when I was in art school, grad school, he, uh, he was from Wisconsin. And when Brett Favre went to the Vikings, he was livid. And when, I forget what year it was, when they were in the playoffs, and he, it was like his last game. And he threw that interception and he was just like, yes, fuck Brett Favre. I'm so glad his career ends on a fucking interception because that's all he's worth. Like he was losing no, no. his shit.
0: I understand that. And I think if I was really that into football when Favre went to the Vikings, I would be exactly like he was. Oh, okay. To be honest, I wasn't as into football at that time. So for him... It actually got me back into football, which well, that's good. That that's you know, and then it's been.
1: I mean, well, to bring this back around, then how hyped were you to see him talking to what's his name Clay Johnson on Zoom on Hard Knocks?
0: Yeah, that was yeah. great. That was that wild.
1: Was I was, wild. Like, I was yeah. like, it was pretty funny when the way that they did it too, where he was like talking to his dad and Farm just like pops in.
0: Yeah, and we, no, <laughs> like I, we were I, we were all
1: sitting there like going.
0: Holy shit! Is that Brett Favre? <laughs> yeah, I've seen those clips, you know, back, you know, and some clip where you know they flash back to Favre with the dad, with his dad, yeah, with his dad. But I'd seen those clips before. I was like, oh, that's that guy. Like, that's cool. But like, it, yeah, it's you know, yeah. yes, yes, Brett Favre golf with Trump the other day, but he's not like. Oof. I know it's bad, but like. This is how much I love Brett Favre that I just I could forgive. it. That's what's like. <laughs> that's what's like. At least he's not Kirk Cousins, who also golfed with Brett with uh, Donald Trump, and then says, "If I die, I die."
1: You know, fuck. He's that not guy. wearing a mask. If I die, yeah. I die. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah my exactly. God. That's fucking. I Kirk think that was kind just... of taken
0: out of context, but I don't know. I haven't really read into it, and I hate the Vikings enough that I don't really need to uh, look yeah. into it. Uh, it's sports like we don't need to be objective or like honest about things no like,
1: we can we can come up with any reason we want to hate whichever player we want but this is because,
0: this is so funny go ahead
1: at please. least at least for you and I and I can't say this about every football fan because not all of them this will apply to but at least for you and I it's pretty superficial we're not like we would be like fuck that guy if I ever saw him in alley I'm gonna fucking kill him but we're totally kidding we would never do that like but there are some people that would mean that almost literally, so <laughs> yeah, which that's, is that's crazy. That's side
0: of fandom, but for sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm also a Star Wars fan, so like those are the kind of some of the worst people in the world.
1: So you're used to toxic fan bases, yes, of course. Yes, of course. Very but... uh, math, very male-controlled toxic fan bases. <laughs>
0: But what's what's so interesting about Favre going to the Vikings is that all of my Viking fan friends blame him for losing the NFC Championship to the Saints. Mind you, they still, like, were facing Bounty Gate where, you know, Greg – what was it that mother F guy's name who was the defensive coordinator for the Saints – who, yeah, who like,
1: was then the head coach for the Browns for, for half a season. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. He's still in the league for some reason. Which Talk is, about again, failing up. Well, yeah, he's
1: at the Jets now, I think.
0: I think so, yeah. Classic which, NFL.
1: I mean, but, he turned their defense around. i got to give him credit where credit is due. He oh, did man. turn their defense around. The Jets'
0: defense is going to be terrible this year, man. It God, I hope so. doesn't matter. But anyway, it's going to match their boi- terrible you have, offense. You have Bounty Gate, and you have, like, all of this stuff going on. But everybody forgets that Adrian fucking Peterson fumbled two times in that game. And Favre yeah. was just trying to win the game for him like Favre knows how to do. Because they love when he threw to Sidney Rice and like scored touchdowns with two seconds left. And it was great. It was awesome. And it was so good. But that was what was so brilliant about Favre is he just threw it. And he always thought that he was going to make that throw. But he didn't always make that throw because he's human but he yeah. tried, and uh, that is why Favre is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I, mean, I know this is look, totally irrational. Babe Ruth,
1: Babe Ruth has the most strikeouts exactly, as well as Same the most home runs. Same
0: thing. Same thing. Great point, Kyle.
1: Like, and I think I would use that Brett last. Favre did have –
0: he has the most interceptions of all time. That is true. Uh, in,
1: a, in a, in a, for a full career. And I, I don't think, I don't know if he had it for the most season, but he definitely doesn't anymore because, um, James, James Winston, Winston topped did, that yeah. last season. Yeah.
0: But no, like that's a great way to frame it is Babe Ruth. But, uh,
1: um, yeah, but yeah, like, and no and, one will contest that Babe Ruth is not, but the I am,
0: but I am like, and then the Iron Man thing where he's like, literally like, played the most games ever consistently um like it's
1: they don't they wait don't didn't res- philip rivers top that no 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 oh, was he like one game shy
0: no i don't even think he was that close he was close but he wasn't like eli manning was kind of close but uh yeah. oh was it
1: oh was it like oh so not philip rivers has like the record of of the most games not missing or something like that, where he yes. played the most games consecutively yeah, without think, missing a single game I or something Eli like that. I
0: think Eli Manning was close to it too at some point, but he got hurt a couple years ago. But it's, yeah, he is, like, you got to give him credit for that. And, like, you see how Tom Brady
1: does always <laughs> It reminds me of, like, um, how how useless the Boston Orioles are. It's like if you think about the Boston Orioles, like what's their number one claim to fame? They're like a most famous player. What is he known for? Showing up the most. <laughs> <laughs> their best player is known for perfect attendance. That's it. That's all they're known for. <laughs> what yeah, a useless what team. Name? I can't remember his name. <laughs> Cal Ripken. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. It's just it just kinda cracks me up. It's I mean, I have nothing against the Boston Orioles. I'm sure they're a great team. They probably had like a season. 40 years ago, where they were phenomenal. But it's just funny, because if you, if you mention Boston Orioles, the only thing anyone can say is, like, oh, yeah, Cal Ripken. And it's like, oh, what was he most known for? Perfect attendance.
0: So did you, did you see the new Dune trailer?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think before we get too much into that, we should preface this by saying that our day jobs is as VFX compositors. So we are highly trained, very much... Were were before coronavirus we were highly trained vfx compositors and i know most people don't know what compositors are i do have a great story about one time someone did come up to me and ask what a compositor was before i mentioned that as a compositor and that blew my mind because no one ever mentions that before um but so we very much i mean we're big into movies especially like these gargantuan, you know, blockbusters that are just these VFX powerhouses. Um, we're gonna talk about Star Wars probably once an episode.
0: Well we've already <laughs> we've already
1: talked about Star Wars. So, yeah, I know, you like, brought it got up. It, That's why we got, I'm just,
0: it, we got it out of the way. Like we
1: don't even have to I'm just even saying, explain it's, that. It's gonna be referenced. It's gonna come up. There's gonna be we're gonna make allegories to it. Um, But not just Star Wars, like all of them. You know, we'll bring up Jaws, Jurassic Park, all that stuff. So, of course, whenever there's a new big just blockbuster film coming out that's just super VFX heavy, we're going to have a lot of hype for it just out of the get-go. Right. And the Dune trailer dropped today. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel I, like it maybe. be thought it was only but... gonna.
0: I thought it was only going to be uh, open in theaters. That's that was what the buzz was initially. They were like, we're only going to put it in theaters. I'm like, we're literally like locked down. There's we can't go no, to the no theater. theater. Like, what is your fucking problem? Warner Brothers? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, I did. And that here's, here's one of the things I did want to talk about this. So I did watch the trailer. Um, super hyped for it. I mean, I love the books. I love the, uh lynch david lynch movie from way back in the day as weird and bizarre as that was um and and like before coronavirus happened i remember they kept showing the trailers for tenet and i was super excited about tenet i was like yeah this movie looks great i can't wait to see this christopher nolan this guy's somehow filmed the whole movie in reverse or some shit i don't know what his shtick is but i know it's christopher nolan so he's gotta have a shtick because that's his shtick Mm-hmm. and I was like, this looks cool. I'm super hyped for this. And then Corona happened. Movie keeps getting delayed, keeps getting delayed. They're like, no, this movie has to be released in theaters because Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan is a yeah. narcissistic idiot. And I was just like, I have no desire to risk getting this disease for Tenet whatsoever. Not, not like one iota. I was like, I think at a certain point this year, I was like, I don't think there's any movie that could come out that would make me want to go to the theaters. And then today, the Dune trailer drops. And I am so hyped for this. (laughs) I mean, I've been hyped for this movie since they announced that Denis Villeneuve was going to do it.
0: Yeah, Denis Villeneuve and like
1: he Chalamet, who would
0: be a perfect Paul, and then like
1: oh no, hold on, just when they announced, um, whatever his name is, Villeneuve. What did you say, Villeneuve? It they usually at least in the media that I've seen, it's the
0: Denis Villeneuve. But, Denis Villeneuve.
1: Wow, I always thought it was I, just Dennis Villanueva. Look at me, white male all over the place. Well, Apologies I don't know. That to, might be how
0: his name is pronounced, but like he just chooses to have it pronounced this way. It's definitely outrageous. an A at the end of his name. <laughs> um so I haven't, you know, I was a big fan of Arrival. Uh, oh yeah, Blade his Runner. I mean he is 2049 is just as good as the original and
1: It was it was Blade Runner 2049 that I mean I've loved all of his movies, but 2049 just the just the sheer production of value yeah. of it. Just just how it's like if you were to watch the original Blade Runner and then watch 2049, they would look like they were made one right after another.
0: You, well, not even, you would not never even.
1: know that there was a 30-year gap between them, 40-year or whatever it is, gap between them.
0: What I love about uh, 2049... Other than boy,
1: Harrison Ford looking old as shit. now, <laughs> Yeah, but
0: that's the point. But I guess what I love about it is that it's literally 40 years later a sequel and they actually like, just like, there's like, okay, they didn't hide this, that. Yeah. They this didn't, four they did later and we're just going to make it work. And some shit went down and like all kinds of crazy things happened, which we're not going to explain. We're just going to keep going.
1: And yeah. I, I definitely like, like that, that. He, he does something... not treat the audience as an idiot. He's and basically is, like,
0: and it's something completely new and different. Whereas yeah. it actually made me, uh, appreciate the force awakens less because all the force (laughs) awakens is is well i I don't think i'm not gonna argue that's all it is but it's kind of structure is star wars again it's not just that but um it's it's a big
1: it's it's it's, no you're you're right i mean it's basically just like
0: it uses the framework of the original
1: movie I yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost—it's almost a carbon copy. We can—you can, I, you can no, say I dis, it. it's I almost a carbon that, copy.
0: I disagree with that, and we can get into that in a later date. I
1: said almost.
0: Almost—it has the framework. It's not—it's it's like, like—it's like, its like the Star thing is like, "Hey, can I cheat
1: them. off of you?" And they were like, "Yeah, but change some of the answers so they don't know." It's basically what JJ Abrams. I mean, that's JJ well, J. Right. Abrams' whole shtick. Well,
0: that's J. J. <laughs> <laughs> J. J. Abrams' whole shtick. I like Star Wars. You like Star Wars? Like, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I—I agree, but you know. I still appreciate the, both of his movies, and I, I enjoy them as Star Wars movies. Yeah, and I mean, they're I super fun. And I don't, yeah. And I don't, you know, it's not like there's many worse, you know, like Jurassic World, which is intolerable. Like, it's terrible.
1: Jurassic World 2 was abysmal. I can't, abysmal.
0: I haven't seen it, and I don't it's really so, ever want to.
1: It's so bad. Like, I saw it in theaters because I knew it was going to be bad. We went and saw it in theaters. We got um a couple we we had like drinks beforehand we got like two cocktails each before we went in and we sat bad. down yeah we made we were making up like drinking games before we even sat down we we're like okay what's like a good one it's like any times they say this anytime they say that it's which is how my fiance and i go to movies that's just how we do it we always make up fun drinking games and we change it depending on the movie so if it's like a horror film I always do one that's like, anytime they do an establishing shot of the outside of the house, take a drink. Because that's going to happen like 10 times. So we were doing that and we were just it's like... basically like Haunted even, Mansion with dinosaurs, right? Yeah. And it, it's like, it was like literally five minutes in and we were both like, oh my God, this movie is shit. Like you could tell right out of the gate. Like, I mean, even um, the two stars, it, it starts with... Uh, oh, what's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard? Is that who it is? Yep. Yeah. It starts with her and Chris Pratt like like trying to reconnect for some reason or something. I think. I can't remember exactly who it is, but that's one of the things I remember. And it's like, these are two really decent actors. and And Chris Pratt has... I mean, he could charm a nun out of her pants. But even they couldn't save it and and this and i'm talking five minutes in Speaking when they are just pouring it on with like how great these two are and how great they are together and even then you're still like oh this is going to be terrible like this is well and this is
0: this is what annoys the shit out of me about like discourse about the rise of skywalker is that you know like they read Trevor's script about you know whatever his duel of fates or whatever they want to call it and they're like this is so much better i'm like no it's not like, this is the guy that did Book of Henry and, like, Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2 or whatever it's called, like, Fallen Kingdom. Like, they're not – he's not a good – like, there's a reason they got rid of him. Like, he wasn't yeah. good enough. Like, like there's some cool concepts that that went on in that movie, but, like, it's not – like, it's not as, like, well, just to get in To my apology of Rise of Skywalker, it's like, yes, there are a lot of problems, but like the key thrusts of the story that are working, I think still work. I think it's just, it's a little too fast paced, but like, like, I just don't like people, if they don't like something they put, they're like, oh, it could have been better. Like, and I, I was even on this with the prequels where I would be like, well, yeah, it would be better if we could just rewrite the prequels. And they would be better, and so on and so forth. And it's just like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. Just like enjoy it for what it is.
1: Just take it for what it is. They were yeah, never, exactly. they weren't. They were never Citizen Kane. They're just fun little romps in space. They're kids' films. Like they're it's, kids' films. Exactly. Star Wars
0: should always be viewed as a children's film. Kids. Yeah, and they're should, so much better and so much more look, enjoyable. You should view it through that lens, and if you can do that you'll be better for it because you're not going to be like, this isn't my childhood. I'm like, nothing is your childhood. Like you're, this an, isn't you're my a, star Wars, you're a sad Which... adult now, like you have responsibilities and like, like <laughs> <I'm sad. laughs> children, like, no, you, this is like, like this, I get in this argument with a friend of mine where it's just like, yeah, I'm never going to show my kid the Phantom Menace. I'm like, your kid would love the Phantom Menace. And he knows yeah. that, but he doesn't want to Like come to the grips of like, Oh, I can't
1: do that because it's not right. But like, yeah, but like, just let him enjoy it, man. Like, it's, like not why would you? Why would you take joy away from a child? It's right. like, oh, you love that cat. Oh, that's so nice. We're gonna throw it away now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How evil? How oh, fucking. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Evil? Anyway. Dune,
1: Dune is. So Dune I was excited out. about Dune as soon as they announced Denis Villeneuve to be the director for it because he did such a good job with Blade Runner 2049. And then they start dropping the cast. And you're looking at this cast list and you're just like, first of all, how can they afford this? Second of all, how, like, it's literally every amazing actor over the last 10 years. Every movie that we've seen that we've been like, this guy is so good. Rebecca Ferguson. And it's just... I mean, late. it's
0: stupid. Rebecca Ferguson, Lady Jessica. Yeah. Zendaya as Chani, Chani. Uh, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho.
1: God, that's such good casting.
0: Timothy Chalamet, Paul Atreides. Josh Brolin, Gurney Halleck. Uh, Dave Batista, the Beast. Who I fucking love. Yeah, he looks great in the trailer. Uh, Oscar Isaac as Duke. I mean, Atreides. come on. Um, Stellan Starsgard is Hark, you know Baron Val- Baron, Baron Harkonnen. Val- yeah, Harkonnen. Uh Javier Bardem is Stilgar. Uh,
1: I mean, just even even right there, like that the top cast ones. right there is insane. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you've got Javier Bardem, Stellan Starsgard, Oscar—I mean, just this cast list is bananas yeah and go ahead i just that alone was just like holy crap there's there's like no way this can be bad because all these people have been have done multiple films that you know for better for worse maybe good maybe bad but they were stellar they were always stellar they always are like. And I think that's going to be the worst part of the film is you're not going to know where to look at because they're all so charismatic. They all draw your attention so well. You're going to be like, "Do I look at Josh Brolin? Do I look at Javier Bardem? I don't know what to do with myself right now."
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I what got me into Dune was actually I watched the the sci-fi miniseries. Oh, that's, that's my Dune. It's not. It's not. <laughs> that's uh, my Dune. That it's not the. Uh, it's not the. the the david David lynch um because it was a little longer it wasn't you know i think the designs you know it was 90s 90s sci-fi so like you know your production design is pretty bad you know like babylon 5 like great show but the production and costume design in that in that show is the worst it's (laughs) terrible like, it's, it's, it takes, like, you first start watching the show and you're like, this is so bad, I can't do this. But then the story hooks you in and you're like, this is really good. And it's about, like, human existence and, like, you know, it's Political fucking, intrigue. fucking great. You know, it's, yeah it's Deep Space Nine before Deep Space Nine stole it from them. You know, like, it's, it's Game great. of
1: Thrones, before Game of Thrones stole it from Right.
0: It's J. Michael Krzynski. It's great stuff. I highly recommend it. I need to rewatch it again myself.
1: I, um, I yeah I I do I was thinking that too I need to revisit um David Lynch and the I've never seen the sci-fi series one so I need, I, I do need to I watch that
0: well if it's it's all right but like well that's I what, mean just
1: for context
0: yeah I don't <laughs> just think, for just for I don't for, think uh, this the VFX would really like hold up for me like as a as a fourteen fifteen year old kid like it did but like. Mm. <laughs> but I don't think it would now. And it would be hard to get past that, but you know, and that's the same thing uh, with Babylon five. Like the CG is terrible. Well, like, yeah. At least I mean, was at least with sci-fi. Star Trek, they had a, like a standard that they, yeah. they had. And like, yeah, there's still some bad stuff, but it's not like, it's not like the bar was so lowered with some of those, like with Babylon five, it's just not like, cause they went full CG with everything and it was too early, but like, You know, you got to respect it, but it's still like, you know, but, you know, and the show is okay until, you know, Bruce Boxenleiter comes in in the second season and it just shoots off, but, uh, highly recommend it. But anyway, that was my deal. Yeah, I mean, I I, I need to give
1: it a shot, so. Um, But yeah, this, this new one looks exceptionally well done. I mean, just even the, like, initial, like, set photos that they were coming out with, and I was just like, "Holy crap! Like that's phenomenal." Yeah, because um,
0: I've I've only read the first book. I haven't read anything else. Uh, yeah, they
1: get, I mean, they get. I've only read the first and the second, and they get kind of crazy. Very seen, weird after well, they that. They did a so. they did
0: a sequel series to the the original Dune, like they did Children of Dune, but then it was kind of wacky, and I was just wasn't
1: like. Yeah, it gets super wacky. But I'm, I'm super hyped for this film. I'm, I'm strongly considering actually going to theaters to see it. Probably not opening week. I, I, I don't like going opening week anyways. I usually wait um, a week or two anyways. Uh, oh, shit. Susan
0: Sarandon was in Children of Dune, the miniseries.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, by the way, she, yeah. just, she just announced today she's voting for Biden. And, oh my you know, goodness people were so mad at her because you you don't support her you don't support him enough <laughs> that's a good segue that
1: is uh, a pretty good segue um i mean because
0: that's what we're yeah gonna, that's what we're gonna end this hellscape of an episode on is yeah the fact is joe biden the, the
1: sleepy, only way out of this sleepy joe biden
0: is our only way out of it and our uh, only hope
1: our only hope which as is, much as it sucks as much as it's the worst possible pop, well, I don't want to say worst pop, it could be way worse, but he's not very good. He's, he's not a good choice, but the fact of the matter is he is a more functional politician. He knows how to do the job. He's, I mean, he was basically second in command for eight years. So he, he knows how to, actually operate the position and no matter how corrupt the democrats are because we know they're corrupt we're not going to sit here and pretend that they're not they're not to the level that donald j trump is but i think
0: that's what's so interesting is that's our argument is like yeah we know they're bad but they're not as bad
1: well there's like there's so but there's it's just like there's so much that trump does it's like every day it's it's so hard to even focus on how bad he is because it it just is it's a constant it's like an avalanche it's like you're in the middle of an avalanche and you can't find up from down and left from right because it's just constant and it's a never-ending avalanche of just i'm gonna i'm just gonna call it what it is it's a never-ending avalanche of shit and it's just constantly washing over you of just like Oh, so now I've put this lackey in charge of the Department of Justice, and I don't—I can get away with anything. Oh, now we're getting rid of our. Uh, I mean, what's,
0: what's crazy is you get used to it; like it's just normal now.
1: That's one of the things that I've sh- tried to strive to not do—is let it be normalized when I to think myself.
0: And I think that's something that you know we may disagree on to a certain extent because I don't think—I think we're in a brave new world at this point. I don't think we're going back to normal if joe biden wins it's oh, just no. not it's not going to happen no if joe as biden much as they win. as much as they
1: want like why isn't um,
0: like that's that's the sad aspect of all this is like why isn't joe biden running away with this he's not there's a global pandemic that trump has completely bungled destroyed the entire economy and he's not he's a couple points away from joe in battleground states like that is it's so crazy. It's so yeah,
1: and it's and, it's, and it. I can't
0: it, even. I can't even blame the electorate about this because it's just like, the. It's like that. He's not very just, exciting. He's no, just that not. That image I sent you, uh, right before we, we got on. Like it's just like, you know, you know, we're a C plus, but at least we're not an F. And like that is literally the argument, and that is my yeah. argument, and it's not as effective as you might think. And I think that. I this is this is what I will get to but I think like literally uh you know th- what they are hinging this election on what the democrats are hinging this election on is that white suburban women are going to come out and vote for Joe Biden and that's what yeah. their whole campaign is is targeted towards and I think that white suburban women are fight are are just looking for an excuse to vote for Donald Trump and yeah, they, the they may, thing. they may find it or they may not. But I think if you're, I think what's going to be interesting is uh, if, you know, as we saw in the Hillary election, like African-American turnout was down, you know, yeah. you know, the big thing is Romney, Romney won more votes than Trump did and Trump won the election. And what what would come of this is if Biden actually loses, uh, he like that it will be because people don't turn out to vote because people, things are so terrible that people don't even <laughs> think that electoralism is even effective anymore. yeah, and that's something that we're gonna have to grapple with. And I don't I don't have an argument for, and this is this is what we've had this discussion about and we can discuss this you know on further on, but I just like I don't have an argument for those people, like I don't. There really isn't, and, and I it's, don't. And it's I can't because, tell them. I can't tell them. You know, just one more time for Joe Biden. Like, what is Joe Biden going to do? So okay, so, so that's more for them so, than the shithole that that we've already gotten
1: to, and well, like, that's a point a couple, that I've made multiple times. Is that it's it's not just about. How, like how bad Trump necessarily is, or or how like oh, and Joe's really not that good either, but there's there's so many pieces to the puzzle that we cannot let Donald Trump have any more control over. You know.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I agree with that, and I I will vote for Joe Biden. Sadly,
1: but- well, that's but that's the argument that we should be making. It's it's not necessarily about how good or bad necessarily, or the, Joe Biden's like, oh, well, like, oh, he, you know, people always bring up, like, oh, but he did this and he did that. Like, Joe Biden is a consummate politician. If the electorate says we want this and this and this and this, like, resoundly, he'll he'll just do that. Like, that's because that's what he does. It's, it's, you know, it's like everyone's like, oh, but he did the crime bill. It's like he did the crime bill in the early 90s when that's what everyone wanted. And it's like, if that, in that the is... 90s...
0: That is my hope. That is my hope for Joe Biden. That's that's how he operates.
1: Being, you
0: know, a new FDR in that way because FDR wasn't, you know, a communist. He was. He basically was the the leader of the party outside of power, and I think it would have been interesting because if the Democrats were in power, and they bungled the economy, you could see there's these key points in 20th century history where the party dynamics would could totally shift in how thing, how people went about things. Like say we had a Republican president. I was thinking about this the other day. We had a Republican president during the civil rights movement would, would have that Republican president passed those bills. And then would the democratic party be the Republican party today? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. It's, it's interesting. Um, well, you, know, you can get into, feel like... you can get into what's his Barry Goldwater and that is Barry yeah. Goldwater is the, the watermark of people that we should be looking to, uh, in, in forming a new democratic party because he lost, but his theory of conservatism up until this, this president has been the ascendant, uh, theology in this, or Theory, political theory in our in our country, since since he lost, like you have Reagan, and then you have Bush, and then you you know you have Trump. So it's 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 on that trajectory since then. So maybe and that was during the Civil Rights Act, which he was against. So maybe that theory doesn't really hold water if you look at the whole context. But it doesn't hold cold but, water. But if you Ooh. but if you, exactly. But if you explain, you know. You know, any conservative idiot would say, well, the Democrats were founded, the KKK, which is true. But like literally like that dynamic was our political paradigm was completely shifted after the Civil Rights Act because. Yeah, I mean, like everything's things, shifted. Well, right. But all of, the, you know, the polarization and everything that's gone on is because of the Civil Rights Act, because the parties mm. used to be much more. uh Broad in their consensus, and so you could bring, you know, this whole idea of bipartisanship that everybody talks about was much more feasible before the Civil Rights Act because they well because you before the Civil Liberal, Rights Act you would have
1: bipartisanship didn't involve people of color.
0: True, but you would. I mean, have, it's you
1: basically it all tracks back to white supremacy.
0: <laughs> no, for sure, that's fair. that's a fair point. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that, like that these these. You know, you would have liberal Republicans and liberal Democrats and conservative Democrats, conservative Republicans, who would work together. Um, but once that happened, it split and everything kind of moved on. That sense, but like I, what I, f- I think my argument would be for my the arg the strongest argument I would have for Biden would be that Joe, B- you know. The French argument, you'd rather have the neoliberal than the fascist. And that's your yeah. argument. And that's what it's come down to. And I don't think that necessarily uh, electing a... I, I you're, think not electing, more... you're not electing... By voting for someone, you're not supporting that person. What you're doing is is basic harm reduction. And if you look yeah. at you know, Noam Chomsky well, and I Shirley think, Davis, they're
1: saying the same thing. I think that there's... I think harm reduction is. Even that is downplaying it a little bit, because, I mean, we're talking about a com- a complete, pointed, and. Very, like, you can almost track it through through the buildup up to this point, of what the Republican Party has done, of, funneling power into. very small few and now we've got someone who has taken over control of that party and is funneling that even more so like like he he, and it's basically funneling this it's almost it's almost following the the you know authoritarian yeah it's it's following like the authoritarian playbook like as we're sitting here watching it and people are, and, and it's crazy to see,
0: you know, but like people don't realize what's going on.
1: It's, I mean, and, and, and not just do they not realize they're on board for it. Like they're cheering for it. They're showing up to rallies in Tulsa during the middle of a pandemic for it. Like it's crazy. And I know that like, they don't represent the entire population. They don't even represent an entire side of, of that Specific um, well, party. That's part but of the like, reality
0: too. Is that half of the electorate doesn't vote? Like, yeah, you know, you talk about thirty percent of Trump support, but like, is it thirty percent or is it fifteen percent
1: of people? Like, it's it's only it's only fifteen to twenty percent of the entire population of the right. entire voting population. Right, which is but very, half, which, which is 40, definitely 40, something forty percent
0: of the electorate votes. Like that. As
1: I was as I was saying, like which is goes back to your point about like how do we convince them that like their vote matters and everything and this is a big part of it because we've seen donald trump specifically take these actions that are very obviously trying to um like block the voting rights of of and now it's it's even getting worse where it's like i'm not even trying to block brown people from voting anymore he's like i'm trying to just block all the democrats from being able to vote which but, is quite and, and in the process I, he's he's destroying the US Postal Service. So like people are dying because they can't get their pain medications and stuff in the mail. Like well, this is I, crazy.
0: I agree, but I just don't again that's that's a greater issue about Trump. Is Trump the problem or is Trump the symptom of the problem that's gone on this whole time?
1: Well, I mean it's it's both, but at the same time, like if you know you still have to treat the immediate worst symptom. like It's it's like triage, basically. It's like, okay, so you've got the flu and you've got cancer. You still have to take care of the flu first before you can take care of the cancer. So we got to get rid of the thing that's killing you immediately before we can take care of the thing that's killing you slowly.
2: That's,
1: and, that's
0: a good way to put it. That's a very good way and, to put
1: it. And I, I think people are so disconnected from the and I'm going to say this and I know you're going to hate it, the bigger picture of <laughs> all the things that go into um, the entire political process. Because it's not just, oh, he's just the president and he can decide whether I, this I thing or nothing. But we've got, have... we have two, two Supreme Court judges that are on the cusp of just keeling over at any moment. Yeah, we've got they're at weddings for some reason (laughs) from weddings in the middle of this, and and you know like so that's a big issue. We've got complete degradation of almost every check and balance, the entire basic building block of the U.S. government to make sure that it's always a system that represents people and isn't a authoritarian regime. We've, well we've is it all of that has it never been
0: a, a system that fully represents people anyway it's well, I an mean, imperfect it, it, imperfect system
1: it's imperfect system but it's it's but everything that is supposed to be in, keep it in check is not only being ignored it's being completely destroyed and eroded and so you know we've got a supreme court that just is at the beck and call of the president which I mean, that should alone be enough that should make people just throw out in the street. Like, that should be enough. We've got a Department of Justice who is at the beck and call of a president, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when you've got a president who is repeatedly caught up in scandal after scandal after scandal, believe what you will about this being some, like, political witch hunt. At a certain point, you have to go, I mean, there's a lot of these. (laughs) Even if, even if like, even if 5% of them weren't witch hunts, it's still a lot and it's still crazy. Yeah. None of them, none of them are witch hunts. But new norm. But
0: I guess, I guess probably the, the best argument I've, I've, I've heard for not voting or at least not, you know, not voting for Trump, but just not involving yourself in the process is that as we've seen in a lot of these movements over the I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna interrupt you just for one second. No problem. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that no matter what this argument is, it's bullshit and whoever says it is an idiot and they don't know enough about what's going on and they're totally entitled to have their opinion on the matter, but they're wrong. They're dead wrong. And they need to be properly educated on what's going on. Continue. (laughs) What the argument would be
0: is that the pressure of people in the streets is more of a, a, an actual decisive, is actually making change in our society, and the concern, and I don't think this is, I don't think this is as big a concern as I would uh, versus Trump being reelected is because I think it would be better to be protesting Joe Biden, but if Joe Biden is elected, and I think this is sub that's not even an argument for not voting for Biden, but I think it's a, something to be aware of. If Biden does win, is that there will be pressure from the Democrats to move on from all this protesting. And there will, oh, be, right. there will be ways for these things to be like, well, that was because of Trump. Trump is the reason we have racism. Trump is the reason we have inequality. Trump is these, we have Joe Biden now. And as you can see with how Obama basically undercut one of the broadest left movements in our country by just saying, oh no, We don't want you involved anymore. I'm going to run things and just undercut it completely. That is going to happen again. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Biden is as transformative or charismatic of a figure as Obama is. He may not be able to do that, but I think there is something to say about a solidarity of people against Trump versus you're going to have problems with pmc or middle class white people wanting to go back to brunch because because <laughs> this is this is a situation and you know people like this that are just so upset with the pol- political system as it is and that like Trump is so bad like i just wish we would be back to normal because their 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 class conditions aren't really even affected and even ours aren't really affected by whoever's president, but we just don't want to have to deal with the annoyance of it. But people still suffer under democratic administrations, the same people that suffer now. And I think it's important to keep that in mind. Oh, absolutely. uh, And I totally agree with that. And I'm not, and and I'm not saying not to vote for Joe Biden. I'm just saying that like, it's, It's interesting that, like, you know, and we can get into the protests that have gone over this summer and so on in another podcast, but, you know, and I've I've said this to you and I've said this before, but in this moment of social change, of an actual coalition of multiracial coalition of people fighting anti-racism and saying that Black Lives Matter, you know, that is different that has never happened to this scale before and to um I'm losing my train of thought but to, to to say that in that moment joe biden is like well uh i'm going to pick kamala harris as my VP. now that is great for democrats and what democrats like but like for those young people in the streets, fighting for change, for them to say, uh, "Well, yeah, like Trump is bad, but like, you know, like it's just it's such a, a It's spin, a slap in the face. slap in the face, and it needs to be yeah. acknowledged. And I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not upset with people. That are actually making change in the streets, and then find that the other guy is like, "Yeah, well, we're gonna have a cop." Like it's, it's, it's incredibly like, it's, it's the Democrats. Like it's
1: basically like the aristocrats. It's perfectly. So it's yeah, like it's perfectly the
0: Democrats. Democrats. Like that's well, that's literally what
1: they are. And I true. And I. Think, but here's the thing: is that while that's true. And it is a slap in the face. It does give them a chance if they use it correctly to make sense of that. I know they probably won't because they are monsters who just serve their own needs and don't actually listen to the people.
0: Who are you talking about here? Sorry.
1: The Democrats. And specifically Joe and... Uh, Kamala, Kamala, whatever her name is, how it's pronounced. Kamala. If, if they were smart, and I know that they are, but if they were actually really smart, then what they could do and what they should be doing is Joe should be appealing to the moderates, and Kamala should be appealing to the, um, more progressives, and she should be like, like I know I admit what my history was. I, I admit all this stuff is bad, um, but you guys have spoken. I've heard your voices, and you're right. This has to stop. Well, here's I... a whole spew of reforms that I'm gonna push for. That I that and they and they shouldn't be just like the like bullshit. Like, oh, we're gonna like the Los Angeles budget is only gonna cut 150 million dollars out of the 1.8 billion dollar budget it needs to be like strong listen to what the people are saying things that she's going to be like these are reforms that we are going to push for like this is, she should be like is, you guys have spoken up this is my these are my people this is day one agenda that we get these reforms done and that and like and she should come out strong on that I don't think she will um, no she won't because she doesn't she doesn't uh,
0: she doesn't apologize for a record like if, I think, well, I, I think but, people would re- respect her, and I think people that don't like her would respect her more if she actually came to terms with her record and what it's actually done to people. And but I think she has recently. I'd like to see that because I haven't seen evidence of that. Um, yeah, if you have that, I'll look like it up. I'll it. send it to you since but,
1: you know you obviously aren't going to be able to find the things that don't adhere to what you believe. <laughs> Bye. I do have a real fun story about voting Joe that I want to get in before we end this.
0: All right, let's do that and wind it.
1: Okay, so the main one of the big reasons I did want to put this on was that um, obviously, like, it's very important that we get Trump out of the White House. Like, that's we gotta we gotta put it into this. We like, regardless of what you think of how bad the Democrats are, we've got to take that power away from him. That's the most important thing. And then, as you said, once we get the people that we voted for in there, we should hold them to the fire just the same. I totally agree with you on that. So I've been on that page since basically Trump got elected. <laughs> so, but um, the other day, my fiance was on the phone with her dad, and he was trying to convince her that she needs to vote for Joe Biden. Um, Because she's been saying that she wants to vote, she wants to do a write-in vote for Bernie, just as a thing to be like, you know, I don't really like Joe necessarily. I want to do a write-in vote for Bernie. I live in California. It's not going to matter what my vote is. Um, Which is sad, because it's like, your vote does still matter. Even though, like, the Electoral College is a thing, and everyone in California is going to basically vote for Joe, except for, like, you know, Central California and Orange County. And so I was like, but I've been trying to convince her that for a while. And now her dad was on the phone with her trying to convince her. And I'm 99.9% certain that he voted for Trump in 2016. And now he's trying to convince his daughter that she needs to vote for Joe because he has to win. He absolutely has to win. And it's funny because in 2016, we were going on about how like – the stuff he's saying how he's doing all this it's very reminiscent of hitler's rise to fame and blah 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 cut fast forward to september 2020 and he's on the phone going he's just like hitler we've got to stop him <laughs> and i'm just sitting there listening just like that's what we said in 2016 weren't you listening <laughs> and so he's trying to convince her and Eventually, I think I turned it around because I was just like, I know you don't like the guy, but the thing is is we have to take that power away from Trump. And the most important thing we have to do is that we have to win with such a wave of numbers that there's no way they can dispute it. There's no way they can be like, oh, but it's this and that and that. It just has to be like a, a complete like tsunami that just overwipes, that there's no way they can be like, uh, it's this percentage here, and it's within the margins, and blah, blah, blah. It just has to be a complete wash so that there's no way. And because Trump has already floated that he wants to stay for another 12 years. Like, what the fuck? Um, so it was, it was very interesting hearing a 65-year-old man who voted for Trump in 2016 to be turning around and talking about how he thinks Trump is now Hitler-esque.
0: Well, I think that's, that's uh positive news anecdote. Yes. Some that, people
1: are getting it. <laughs>
0: and that may be the, may be the case. Um, I'm not, I'm not that optimistic about it. I, Don't, you know, and I think that's probably shell-shocked from 2016 where you just, you thought Hillary would win, but,
1: you know. No, I knew Hillary was going to lose as soon as she got the nomination. Oh, yeah.
0: I wasn't, I was, I was worried about it, but I was. Oh, I knew. I didn't. The moment it happened. I didn't, I wouldn't say that I thought she was going to win. I was worried that she was going to lose the whole time, but I didn't.
1: No, I knew, I knew right away. As soon as the, as soon as the nomination went through, I was just like, holy shit, Donald Trump is going to win.
0: But I think, and, I think when you talk about overwhelming voting for Joe Biden, I don't think that's going to happen. And even if he does, yeah. win, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that's – I think – And that's a concern. As much as, as much as we like to talk about our duty to the republic and all this, so on and so forth, it still has something to do with the candidate and the candidate actually running a campaign that will get people to vote for him because if he doesn't Absolutely. do that he's he's no better than you know than Hillary Clinton in 2016
1: and like and i think that's what's so hard about it though because anything that he every, everything it's it's sort of like coronavirus you know it just it's it's come in it's changed everything it involves it's it's in the context of every part of the discussion of politics that we have there's no way that you can run against Donald Trump and not have to bring up how much corruption and how much distortion of US liberty has happened under this administration. And mm-hmm. so it it doesn't even matter because even even if you know you want you want to be like, "Well, I need someone to make me excited that we're going to get things done i guess I guess the but argument that's the thing is that anything that he says is going to be getting things done like that's Sh- the difference sure but and i guess and, it, and the, i think the biggest thing is to be like um you may not get exactly what you want but we will be getting better stuff i and i don't we will still just have to push for the things that we want that we know we should have that we know that would make the world better and make the u.s better
0: OK, I, I don't think I disagree with, with that uh, assertion because I don't think you can like to argue in the margins that things will be slightly better. isn't? And I don't think people are sitting around being like, I just want somebody to excite me and that, then I'll vote. It's not about that. It's that things are so similar and the candidates are so similar in a lot of ways about how they affect the people at the bottom who we want to vote that there's not a discernible difference to make that choice. Now I understand Let the me argument. make my point though. But i my understand point, the argument. my point is is that I think the best argument then is to say that who would you rather be fighting for change in the society and yeah. that would be Joe Biden. It wouldn't be Donald Trump. But it's, it's not, much easier it's not, to
1: push biden further left than it is to absolutely but the the point
0: is is not because the argument should not be well joe biden is better than trump like that the lesser of two evils argument well it may be true loses its ability to be compelling as it gets worse and worse and worse like when you're choosing between well right but when you're choosing between hitler and mussolini like well, Mussolini is slightly better than Hitler. Like, that isn't your argument. Your argument should be, well, I'd rather oppose Mussolini than 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 Hitler. And that, that should be the argument. And I think that's the – and it, we're, we're in a sad state that that's the argument I think that's most compelling to those type well, of people because
1: I don't – You're not wrong. And I think that's why for a lot of times I've changed my argument from being lesser of two evils to – very much evil and eh, not too yeah, bad
0: we we need we need to acknowledge <laughs> that biden is evil like i think that's i think but that's, is biden, that's fine not
1: evil we know we can totally objectively look at it now and go oh biden is not evil well the point of we the point have of lesser the bar evils
0: is they're both evil. we have it's the lesser of two
1: But that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. I don't think we need to be making the lesser of two evil arguments anymore. I think we need to be making the one is evil and one, okay, you kind of just don't like because he's No, it's also evil but less evil than
0: the other one. But I I guess
1: my point is – That's what I'm saying. It should be – I think that now the lesser of two evils has become a silly argument because –
0: I agree with you. It doesn't
1: mean the same thing anymore because we have actual literal evil and then we have – A guy that's kind of shitty.
0: No, but I just and I I think we need to draw that
1: distinction better. I
0: I I think I think we should at least from the left. uh, My my opinion is that we should be looking at them both as evil, but there's one evil you want to deal with, versus the evil that you don't want to. That is worse. And I go. I guess that's kind of the lesser of two evils argument. But my my point is, is that the argument should be like. We're gonna to have to fight either of these people going forward, and the argument: well, so one is okay. Like, no, no, they don't deserve that. Like, the argument should be: we're going to fight one, and we want to pick the one we want to fight, rather than picking, then absolving us from from the the whole process. And there are people well, that don't believe in electoralism and don't feel that it has any effect on anything, which may or may not be true. I don't. I disagree with that, but like. It that is an argument that somebody that. has. So, you know, like we're in California. Does our vote really matter? No, not in the broader res- respect. We do it in a, in a symbolic gesture because we want to feel that we're represented in this government. We have more yeah, but at the control same time- over a local election that we do in a presidential election. But our whole society is bent towards uh, deifying this idea of president that solves all our problems when they don't. And I think that's that's one of the key factors of the problem with the Bernie campaign in general is that there was this aspirational idea that Bernie was going to fix all the problems, which he wasn't going to do. And especially with, you know, I know I'm side segueing side -side sidetracking, but like Bernie's problem with African-Americans is just down to the fact that like literally what has government done for African-Americans lately that makes them trusted yeah. in any way. So why are they going to vote for a guy that they don't know what his agenda is or what he's going to even do? So that that has to do with like long term organizing and strategy. But like those are you know, and now we're now we're stuck with you know the the senator from NBA right. and like all these other terrible. But at things the same
1: time, you're you're saying that. But at the same time, they came out in huge numbers for Joe Biden, the guy that wrote the bill. Right. But Joe Biden is the guy they knew. That's the difference. So it's like a devil I know versus the one I don't. Exactly.
0: And that's pragmatism. the same. I like
1: pragmatism. I'm all, on, I'm all on board s- for pragmatism.
0: That's the same argument for Joe Biden is the devil, you know, like that's literally the argument for Joe Biden. He's the devil, you know, that's, it's not that he's okay or a good guy. He's the devil, you know. That's the argument. So for that's, Joe Biden.
1: that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the argument is that we have possibly the antichrist versus kind of a shitty person. No, a shitty and, person.
0: Like I, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> he is a shitty person. Like I just. I
1: don't know that I would say he's a shitty person because he still has done some good things. A shitty person. doesn't Can you can do you give me some examples things. of that? What's
0: that? Can you give me some examples of that?
1: Oh, God. You're going to go, like, Google shit in the middle of this? Well, no.
0: No, we don't have to Google shit in the middle of this. But I'm like, yeah, he he, he pushed Obama to favor same-sex uh, marriage equality. That was good. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think of a lot of other things. You know, he was picked by Obama because to, the, to the racist, white people. the racist white people in the Democratic Party. So, like, it's...
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the story. He didn't really like Biden at first. He didn't really have a choice. I know.
0: Well, and then you get into like Obama and his utter failure. You know, in a lot of ways, that is somewhat responsible for Trump too. But like, this is again, we can go on about this forever. I think my argument would be, you should vote for Joe Biden not because you support him or because you believe in him as a candidate, it's because it's the devil you know, and that's who you should vote for. That's my argument, and then I'll, I'll end
1: that. <laughs> How depressing. No, I, but I'm we so, live I mean, in a depressing time, and this is... I mean, I like, every time I think about the upcoming election, I get so mad at the Democrats for making me choose between a rapist white guy who is racist as shit and Donald Trump. (laughs) Like it pisses me off to know it. And I fucking am so mad that I I have to vote for Biden because.
0: And this is the guy you were saying, you know, five minutes ago was an okay guy. Come on.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm saying that the reason why he, it's, it's comparative because if you compare it to Donald Trump and what Donald Trump is doing, what Donald Trump has done in the, almost four years of actually his whole career, but in at least his four years in politics that he's been involved with, everything that he's done in that time, for lack of a better word, trumps what Joe Biden has done in his whole career. Because, I mean, just look at all this shit. And it's, and it's like, um, just, just thinking of like coronavirus alone. Like we, Barack Obama had put things in place So that we didn't end up in this situation. In like the first couple of months of the Trump administration, he destroyed those safety catches. For one reason and one reason only, they were put there by Barack Obama. No other reason. That's fucking evil. And the reason I can say that's fucking evil is because every time I walk outside and I go to the grocery store and I see someone wearing a mask. And I see like the whole place is wearing a mask. I know this is solely his responsibility because he took away those things that could have stopped this from happening he lied about how dangerous this was they decided that they would not bring aid to democratic run places because they were having the biggest spikes and they knew they could spin this to be advantageous for themselves
0: no i i agree and i think that's a that's a good argument against and
1: that's just one example of this fucking year (laughs) I could go on about no, I think the destruction just- of the inspector generals. We go on about, again, the Department of Justice. Again, we could talk about the howler monkeys in the Supreme Court. The list goes on.
0: I understand. But, and, and, I, and, and yes. And I just, that's why labor, I just say that. You know, the, you know the, the appointee to the Labor Relations Board would be good in a Biden administration. Like you're not yeah. voting for Biden, you're voting for uh, his cabinet, basically his cabinet, and who would be and the Supreme Court justices in the, in the circle versus Joe yeah. Biden, and there is hope that you could push Joe Biden in a lot of things. Who knows if that's possible? But I think it's worth, I, honestly, like I it's at, worth, at this
1: point, I, think it's I don't worth, even have I, think I don't even have fight. hope for getting them to to push to the left that much. What I'm hoping for is floodgates to stop the flood of corruption and and this power grab that is going on i mean look at the judicial appointments these are lifetime appointments Mm -hmm. the only option we have really to save this is a to get trump out of power b to put enough democrats in place that have the balls to do some impeachments of of judges Those are two things we absolutely have to do over the next four years. If we don't do that, none of it matters. America is dead in the water. We will be an authoritarian um, country within the next four years.
0: All right. Well, let's end it with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On episode three, impending Um, civil war.
0: (laughs) Of this could be better.
1: All this right. well, could
0: I, be better. I'm, uh, I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Kyle.
0: And this could be better.
1: And it could be so, so much better.
0: I agree. Well, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye.
1: Good night, everybody. <laughs>